Hey, what's your best Adam West impression? Nope. Yeah, and you get halfway through here. Like, nope. Yeah, no, I got a band. I got. I got a board ship. And we are back with a wonderful little tale from M Night Shyamalan. Welcome back, everybody, to M Night Shyamalanathon. Still going strong. Fuck me. Okay. We are back at it again with another with another twist for you. Oh well, kind of. I mean, the twist is that this is a Shyamalan shared universe movie. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah, that. I mean, that was the end twist. I well, what movie we'll are we be, talking about? We're talking about Split, which just came out. It's his 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 latest yeah. deal, his latest production, right? So it's the the freshest paint. Yeah, it's his, his his most recent work of art, and it's being actually praised by quite a few people. Are actually appreciating it. Yeah, just for what it is. I mean, after after Earth, you don't expect too much out of a Shyamalan. After Earth, did after you see? Earth did you was, see that one? With, I've seen it. The after one with Earth the Smiths is is Shyamalan. Does how much coffee does this guy drink? If he's making After Earth, he's making The Last Airbender, and it takes like James Cameron twenty years to make a movie. Yeah, no, I mean this guy, he's he's he, the bug has bitten him. He wants to write stupid <laughs> movies. Well, he just wants to write movies. He and wants people to write eat them movies. Up. Yeah, he he knows what he likes. There's something to be said about that. Yeah, he knows the the tone. I guess that he in he wants his movies to present in that semi goofy, semi serious. We we mentioned mm-hmm. Unbreakable. It's it's we haven't seen a superhero movie with that kind of tone, but it's a movie that goes from talking about a you know, yeah, it caused a bunch of train crashes and uh-huh. all that to yeah. you know, but like ten minutes before, it's a goofy scene of Samuel Jackson kicking over boxes <laughs> in a wheelchair. Like it's, it's yeah, it has know, a balance to it. It has a weird you know. N- Un- unbalanced, I would even call it. like it just sort of flip flops, but kind of works for me. For me, Split did not disappoint. It didn't disappoint you. It did not disappoint. It was more. Regard. It was the as any Shakespearean play goes. There's a comic relief, and the comic relief is one of the personalities that he plays. Whereas in Unbreakable, it was the box kicking scene. So yeah, do you yeah. feel like their comic relief was put in here? I think better I think there than- were uh, not just one. I mean, it was like different moments with different aspects of mm-hmm. personalities because because split is all about kevin who we barely ever meet but but, yeah. but it's kevin's body the legend of kevin kevin's body has 23 personalities says the poster we only really see four of them yeah uh <laughs> <laughs> then he purges like a couple a few like randos yeah. at yeah. one point yeah a couple kind of pop up just for like oh it's the guy that talks about history but i mean this is a movie that relies on your 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 main character really, you know, your dueling main characters of your bad guy being this workhouse of, oh, you have to play 20 different characters inhabiting yeah. one body. Yeah. You know, it, it sounds like a Robin Williams fucking skit. <laughs> it sounds like Robin Williams on cocaine. But he took a story. girl. You know, he took three girls. He took three girls. This is James McAvoy. Yeah. James, Give credit where it's due. It's James McAvoy. He's great. The, the James McAvoy showcase. That's what this should have been called. The showcase yeah. of talents. 
James McAvoy, who played uh, Professor Xavier. He's played the Curve of the Bullet guy. He's played. <laughs> he's, he's been in a lot of other. Like, I remember him from, like, Band of Brothers and stuff like that, but that's because everyone... You remember. Nobody else remembers him. Yeah. It, so much so that uh, previously when we were talking about Split and the James McAvoy career, it took 30 projects he's been on for us to recognize the project. And Band of Brothers was probably the first one, and that was still, like... Yeah, that's... What? Well, like, 15 years ago? 20 projects and, you know, tw- 15 years into British yeah. TV and yeah. stuff like that, you he, know? He must have thrived. Like, British... The Brits must love him. He yes. must be such a big deal. I, 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 I'd hope. I, I mean, and even... Something like this, though. Like, this is wonderful. You think it was wonderful? I, like, I, like, his like acting? Just, just his performance, yeah. you know? Because... I mean, just going through the list of personalities, I mean, we could describe these until we're blue in the face, but it, it doesn't do justice to the performance of him playing, him going from playing a East Coast Boston guy mm-hmm. with OCD, just how he, 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 just how he holds his face, not just mm-hmm. body language, but just how he yeah. moves his face when he talks yeah. and everything else. Going yeah. from that to like a nine-year-old autistic kid to a British woman to... You know, like a, a dominant British woman to a, to a more like dominant like male. Yeah, that's like very alpha, very to a, to a very coy, like quiet. Like I think I think we only saw we we didn't really see any of Barry. Yeah, the personality that's been seeing the therapist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've been who seeing... is the outcry to his therapist? He's the, he's the personality that wants help. Yes, for all of this. But all the other personalities have kind of taken over, or some mm. some have you know become more dominant. So then they're. Acting as Barry in a therapist room, and, yeah. it, and the therapist like, no, this isn't flying. Like, I, I know, I know, I'm talking to Dennis right now. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it, I wish, I wish that like this was a great acting experience. Like, you got to see a lot of different styles of acting, mm-hmm. a lot of different things. I wish the the film style would have uh, complemented that a little yes. bit more. You know what I mean? When when we got to see like the the brute, uh, the alpha, who, who do you know, they called him the beast, the the beast. When you got to see the beast, it became more suspenseful. When you got to see Dennis, it was more like made in Manhattan kind of style. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Where these things complemented the the acting style and the movie style that would like the story. I don't know. It's a wild idea. And and it it, it found a wonderful way to play with the tension because mm-hmm. you're you're introduced to the three girls that are taken right off the bat. They're they're taken by the time the the main credit hits. Yep. You know, we just they sort are. of they cut sh- right to the chase. Yeah. This was just like Unbreakable, where it's like you you like you're you're. You like a long cut, and you're just right into it. Like the the movie gets through the crash scene within the first five minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. It's literally like I think two cuts into the movie, like two takes into the movie. You get your exposition you get your... through like backstory and flashbacks, mm-hmm. but the majority of the setup is done ten minutes, and it's done. Like yeah. you know, it, it, yeah. feel, it feels like something that's a you know, it was it was written that way. Yes, and I'm not yeah. a fan too much of Shyamalan the writer because you get lines like, you know, you you get like therapist lady being like, these people have uh, supernatural abilities mm. that can progress, you know, and it's just sort of like, this is high school tier fan fiction level writing <laughs> of how somebody would describe, you know, like somebody with this sort of cadence and vernacular yeah. wouldn't describe things in that way you're they speaking would, of the end of the movie i'm speaking of like like her, her skype conference and stuff like that it's it's written for dumb audiences oh, so everybody yeah. kind of speaks a little bit yeah. for 
dumb audiences. Yeah. And, yeah. It, and it takes me out of the movie. It, it holds your hand a little bit more. Yeah. Whereas um, the... Like when we discussed Get Out, not to directly yeah, lead no, into... Yeah, no, no, no. Get Out, for me... In fact, I saw Get Out recently at the Lincoln, um, and I got to see it in the theater with a, with an audience that had not seen it before. So, like, Good. a lot of the things I – the discussion we had, I hadn't seen it since the discussion we had, the mm-hmm. episode, if you've all listened to it. The episode, I haven't, I've only seen it – had only seen it once. I got to see it for the second time, and, like, all of these things came – these ideas came flooding to me. The things you saw, the mm-hmm. things that you kind of held my hand through with the discussion, it, it all came into me. Like, I, I felt like – Oh, these are all the things I didn't see at the beginning. These mm-hmm. are all the things nobody else is seeing at their first take of it. Mm-hmm. This was a good movie. The way it didn't hold your hand, the way it just used imagery, you know, to, small to, conversations to lead you, mm-hmm. you know, along. Get out is what we're talking about. Get out. Get out is what yeah. we're talking about. And also, I would put in that uh, the way, just specifically, not to go back into Get Out, but. Yeah. The way the story is told through the eyes of the main character, Chris. Yeah, no, 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 exactly. Uh, you know information as an audience member. As, as he cri- is, as Chris, as, yeah. as your character, you're you're the person you're rooting for. You find out things as he's finding out. Things. Yeah, you're and, not treated as a dumb audience with characters knowing things uh-huh. that you don't know and mm-hmm. pulling it out of a you hat. You get to see or, scenes that the other character doesn't get to see. But that storytelling is great. Yeah, Shyamalan doesn't go with that storytelling. No, Shyamalan, Shyamalan goes with like a, the, he gives you kind of an eye in the sky, gives you a little bit here and there to to kind of you know set the mood. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. You know, so so not all. You know, we we as an audience are given so much information on. Oh, okay. So Kevin's seeing a therapist. He has a lot of personalities, mm-hmm. everything else like that. If you would have played this movie as simply from the perspective of the girls that were taken, it's yeah. a much more terrifying movie. Oh, it is a disgusting movie at that point. But that you only see the things they see. You didn't get the side story of the uh, of the therapist. No, or or you know, like the therapist going to. M. Night Shyamalan, who loves Hooters, who got some wings that night so that they could look through security footage in a scene. Like, it's just like like little weird scenes like that where, yeah. where two people have a discussion on how gross Hooters is. Oh, wait, let's get back to the, the restaurant chain, by the way. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, Not, yeah. <laughs> to yes. get back to, oh, and then this guy also took three three girls. There's no real, I mean, there's there's some creepy threats in the beginning where like, your sacred food uh-huh. and stuff like that. And they're like, oh my God, is he going to feed me to the dogs? But it's not a, it's not like a terror. You know, it's not, it's not that kind of thriller movie where these people feel in immediate danger. Mm-hmm. You're just constantly be, being bombarded by weird acting performances. When is James McAvoy going to show up next? What personality is it going to yeah. be? And what's it going to mean for these girls? And, and it's it's tense. It's still tense in its own way without just going full somebody's abduct, abducted me kind yeah, of movie. It it doesn't go into the frame of like gross, like he has an agenda sexually for these girls. Um, uh, should we talk about our main character, the girl? The girl. Yeah, let's dive into her. Your typical I'm weird, they, they don't popular girls don't like me at uh-huh. school. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what we're implied to believe. It's nothing that she p- gives to us, us as a character, but no. it's the way the scenes are set it's, up. It's that the way the other characters the, the other talk girls about talk. Her. Exactly, exactly. The yeah. way they treat her. So we're, it's implied that she has... This is Shyamalan writing, This is Shyamalan. 
type A writing. We're not showing. (laughs) We're we're really holding your hand. She's like the girl that's a little outcast. So oh, let's help her out. Yeah. All these things, you know, and but she ends up saving the day. Well, saving herself in the end of the day. Yeah, she doesn't save them. (laughs) But as any as any Shyamalan idea goes, there's flashbacks to it. Yeah. Unbreakable had the car crash flashback. That's that's what I'm gonna tip my hat on. And uh, this has constant flashbacks to her relationship with her father and her uncle. uncle yeah. Which they go hunting mm-hmm. a lot and then through I'd say we get like five or six flashback scenes throughout the yeah. movie. Yeah, that's usually a, that's usually a good in a moment of like high stress, they'll you know, she'll like it'll just fade out and cut into mm-hmm. a flashback of what happened it's, before. Which is a cop-out. I, can we say yeah. that? That's a cop-out to transition to another high-intensity scene. Yes, because as these flashbacks progress, we notice something kind of creepy about the uncle. Yeah. It's, and then, it's and then, cut, and then within, cut take by cut, cut take, take it's, it gets creepier and creepier. And then it gets to the point where, you know, he's like, let's play animals. Animals yeah. don't wear clothes. You know, and it's just kind of like, oh, I get it. They, they really had to spell it out that, that this guy abuses his niece. Yeah. And, and this, Which this that was the part I did not gone, want my hand held through. No, I did not want. I did not want that does. to be spelled it, out for you. Yeah, it spells it out for you as clear as day, and then keeps spelling it out for you, and and you're you're just sort of left in this. Oh, this girl's gone through so much already, mm-hmm. and then you're like, is this guy waiting? You know, I, I, you know, there's it's not a twist that's like, oh, and he's still her guardian, sort of a deal, and she doesn't want to go back to that but yeah. it was just sort of like oh i was just like this is kind of waiting for her in the real world outside of being kidnapped by this guy is other terrible things happening to her yeah so she's you're... escaping a bad situation to go back to, to a, a bad, bad situation situ- yes uh so which breaks your heart does it yeah, not no no there's like there's that a lot is of the, the, there. there's no resolution at the end of this movie there's i mean your bad guy does not get caught is not put to justice no the only resolution you get is that this girl who has already been tormented through her life the is bad now guy realizes not, it yeah within within two seconds of seeing how oh you inflict harm upon you know she has she yeah. has like cut marks on her shoulders and mm-hmm. legs and stuff like that uh oh you're just as broken as i am the broken will inherit the earth mm-hmm. rejoice and bye yeah, and the bad and guy just I'll disappears. That's that's your ending of the movie as, oh, yeah, I guess everyone in their sort of way has gone through some shit, maybe maybe worse than others, but... So that... <laughs> but, <laughs> that ending, that ending, though, did you... that This, this I feel like, is a... If we just leap from Unbreakable, our last M. Night Shyamalan-a-thon yes. um, To movie, this being an Unbreakable sequel? To this... No, not I'm not leading there. Oh. I'm saying the ending. The the resolution that comes from um, Unbreakable mm. is uh, that we actually get Bruce Willis to accomplish a feat. That he, he can, accepts, yes. Yeah. And there's a good resolution. Whereas this one, it ends with it. There's she has no resolution. The 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 crim- bad, guy, the bad does, guy does in a way. In what way? In the way that all the personalities that want to bring about the beast, which mm-hmm. is this like. It's it's the it's pushing Kevin to his limits, uh-huh. you know, like because these personalities have, you know, they they do this whole thing where it's like one could have a cholesterol, one could have a, you know, a, a bee allergy sort yeah. of a deal. 
And it's like, the beast is strong. He's tall. You know, he can fucking climb walls. It's a supernatural <laughs> thing. Like, he's, yeah. he is unhuman when it's this personality. And it, and they even, you know, they, they use camera tricks to, like, physically make him look yeah. larger, yeah, you yeah, know, and, yeah. and more more terrifying as he's doing shit like bending bars and stuff mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, abnormal strength. Yeah, James McAvoy is not that strong. You get some resolution in the fact that, like, the beast is brought out. The beast does some terrifying shit. And then at the end, because the bad guy gets away and you kind of get a scene where it's like he's he's picking out like shotgun pellets that didn't go through him. Because <laughs> that's that's what happens, I guess, when you're the when beast. you're when you're the beast, uh, when you go beast mode, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can just get shot and keep on going. Uh, it's you sort of get, I guess he accepts in a way as a mirror to unbreakable. He accepts that I can be the bad guy. I can I can do things that nobody else you know it's just like it's real I can survive something like this okay you know it's it's that's what I kind of got out of it mind you I knew the twist you going did. into this you did because because the internet sucks. so I was looking for the parallels while watching this so oh okay so I was you okay. know okay so it's it's <laughs> that sort of deal if I had gone into this completely blind not even knowing that M.I. Shyamalan had done it I feel like I would have had a much better experience but as is I enjoyed myself you said this was a work of art just in the <laughs> fact that not on this podcast you said uh outside after we mentioned the dance scene, what was that about? <laughs> Why did you think that was a work of art? I'm okay, so I'm about forty minutes into this movie. We've seen some personalities. The yeah. setup's done, and we're into the the heart of the movie, which is girl, poor tragic girl, just trying to get out of this mm-hmm. situation. Which personality? She's trying to find the hole which to crawl out personality of. is she going to run up against and try to kind of outwit, out manipulate to get out of the situation? Yeah. She runs into Hedwig, the nine year old mm-hmm. kid version. She she like you know Hedwig like they're they're trying to kidnap you too sort of shit and he's like oh no and he you know Hedwig talks about a window room mm-hmm. and she's like window yeah break the window fucking get out and so she's like well, take me to the window room and it's a painting of a window mm-hmm. well, yeah. they get to the room yeah. it's just your standard it looks like a little kid and stuff toys painting of a window on the mm-hmm. wall and he just puts on fucking like trap music he puts on a crazy song and starts dancing across this room, room. this yeah. This this uh this room that's cemented by walls. Yeah, that's like kind of fit for the a, like movie. A the kid. movie stops and has just a a James McAvoy dancing, just popping and locking in front of this terrified girl for about two minutes, and, and in a in a single, single camera, camera setup. Where yeah, it's just a camera at the edge and of the room. There's a couple. There's a couple different like angles, you know, where like you know he's coming into the camera and he's coming yeah. back and like stuff like that. And it's not supposed to be spooky. I think it's just supposed to be unsettling yeah because it comes out of nowhere because it's, it's long funny and as uncomfortable hell. i i i guffawed at it basically and it's i like and I went, this is, is art it's like the <laughs> southland tales where they break into that killer song yeah in a way where you're just like this kind of came out of nowhere but i'm okay with this <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, yep. i'm accepting I, I, I already accepted I've, I've i've taken that leap what uh, do you what do you think this movie is says about shamlon's career it it honestly it it doesn't contradict a lot of 
what I feel like are mainstream thoughts were, were get fucking Shyamalan away from movies. He should be a valet driver. Just what do you, what do you think about his style? You know, you because we've we've determined some key things. He has flashbacks. He has get straight to the point. Well, he, he accepts. Every, he, has, he has he has the toolbox that he uses for yeah. his writing, and then he yeah. has the toolbox he uses for his directing. There are some tools that work in both boxes. Uh, Shyamalan plays with tone, and he makes what I want to call like a drive-in movie. Okay. He makes he makes something that takes itself seriously enough, but is goofy enough that you can tongue in cheek uh-huh. <laughs> without without the movie being like, haha, we're we're like we're a parody of ourselves, guys. Yeah. Sort of a deal. Um and split. And it works in various degrees for various movies. Like if you watch the happening as a this is a goofy B movie like horror movie. It's great. If you try to watch it as a serious what's going on, what's affecting these people it's dumb, you know, same with split. Like what's with this guy, you know, like I want this girl to escape. It's like, yeah, it all happens. There's no real resolution though. It ends with her being like waiting to get picked up by her abusive uncle. It ends with him, you know, like Kevin, you know, talking to all of his personalities kind of coming out and being like, we did it. We can, we can summon the beast now. And then uh, one shot of Bruce Willis being like, yeah. I'm in this movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because it's in Philadelphia. That's yeah. what we find out is that, that the girls have been locked under this the Philadelphia Zoo. Mm-hmm. A zoo in Philadelphia. Which now just clicked to me the It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia joke of the M. Night Shyamalan. D gets like a, a role, not a, not a role, but like a, a background actor as like a dead zombie Oh yes, and, I remember that. And the and the M Night Shyamalan okay, movie. Okay, okay. And then the gang ruins it for her. Whatever. Oh, yes. But they're in Philly, and that 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 just clicked to me that I Philly is the hot spot for Sham. Philly is Shyamalan's like thing as much as Maine is Stephen King's. <laughs> the the New England Boston yeah. Maine area, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean. It's weird because you you have recent Shyamalan movies like uh, The Visit was another kind of return to horror movie. Horror. You know, like people in a situation that they just need to, quote unquote, get out of. It's it's interesting these stories like he's able to, his films tell that, I I don't know, it's, 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 it's creative that it's original, somewhat original ideas. And they're, they're just like plays. In in hindsight, his movies, I mean, think of something like uh, like like Lady in the Water or The Village, yeah. is kind of original compared to what came out the time and what's kind of come out. You know, your what's coming out now? You know, comic yeah. book movies, book you know, to movies, yeah, based on true events. Everything's got to be a shared universe, and it's like, yes, he's kind of going that way with like Split. Split. Felt like it was the ending was a cop was like selling himself to the era of. It has to be a universe kind of thing. Yes. But I'm okay with it because I liked Unbreakable. But a lot of the themes that were in Unbreakable, a yeah. lot of the themes of a learned person who goes like, no, humanity is more, you know, like just put them in a comic book. They're your Professor X kind of character or your Magneto. But yeah. it turns out it's a Mr. Glass or this uh, therapist lady, yeah. which I thought we were going to get a turn because like. She doesn't believe this whole beast thing is real and just something the other personas uh-huh. say to keep yeah. each other down, you know, is like a scare tactic. 
and, and then, then the beast becomes real. The beast becomes you real. You kind of believe she, her. You, you believe, you're on her side. You're just kind of like, no, like this, this is stupid, but I know that stupid is the pool that Shyamalan swims in. <laughs> um, so, so when she finally finds out, oh, the beast might be a real thing, I was expecting her to be like, because she has this whole moment where she's like, well... We'll continue this conversation tomorrow. And I was thinking, like, in the back of my head, like, she wants to unleash the beast. You thought she was going to be in on <laughs> she it? She wants, yeah. not, not like in on it, but like, oh, I'm just going to take a, just a non approach to this uh-huh. and just let this happen. So it proves my point <laughs> that these people are above everything else, sort of a deal. Interesting. But that didn't happen. What, what happened was she tried, she clichedly tried to stop him. Yeah. Can Cliché. we say that this old lady actress is. Not that great. Mm, yes, we can. Yes, we can. She's we can not say that, that right out of the gate. She's kind of like a TV soap opera at level, like old yeah, lady. That's and quite the compliment you gave her there. She was not that good. She was not that good. Out of everyone, and mind you, have teenage, you know, was not, Mirren not teenage, not, available? not actors. Yeah. I, was Meryl Streep not available? Yeah, was Meryl Streep not available? Was, I just want to win an Oscar if I had Meryl Streep in it. <laughs> it probably would have. Only Meryl Streep would have won the Oscar, not James McEvoy. <laughs> um, pulling this out of the fucking water. She was not that good. I thought that for like an M Night Shyamalan twist, I didn't. I thought it, the twist was going to be like, no, it's actually like a bunch of different dudes. I thought it was going to be a misremembrance. There, there was some like at the end, it was going to be a misremembrance of the of the the survivor. Yeah, there like, were fake all, leaks that were coming out right before this mm-hmm. movie was released that were like seen the premiere. It's actually like ten different dudes that all look oh. the same, and that and and that sort of was like everyone went, oh, that's a dumb uh. twist. This is better. This is a better twist that it's actually a secret sequel because I can't think of any other secret sequels. <laughs> like it's hard to think. Well, it's not even a sequel. People. It's just a parallel. It's uh, it's, it's a highway on the freeway. Tonally, you're getting the origin-ish story of a villain. Without being blatantly wh- slapped in the face that this whereas is an origin. Whereas, yeah. really, the main story of Unbreakable is this weird relationship that's failed and trying to come back together. The main Your story little, of uh, this is... Uh, what is that? Uh, like Magneto and Professor X, a disgruntle of the two forces. So there's two different sides now. Yeah, exactly. You have You have a villain... You have a guy that the hero can, and the villain are re, are on a relation that that yeah. Jesus and the devil have met. Yeah, there you go. And it and all well, I, I would I would put the devil allegory to Mister Glass though. Yeah. Though if I almost feel like a better twist cameo would have been a Samuel Jackson. Yes, it would have been. But Samuel it, Jackson is the king of cameos. He can't do that. He's with one cameo, you can no longer have any more Samuel Jackson shows up before or after <laughs> yeah, credits and is, goes no, and goes. Hi, Hi, this is going to be a bigger movie thing. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was uh, so, with that reflection. It's almost that. Yeah, I would have loved because they do like a little police search at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know how far in we're, we are right now, but uh, we do mm-hmm. a little police search. Uh, at the end of the movie, and I was almost expecting there to be a um, what's the name of his shop in Unbreakable? 
Oh. Mr. Glasses shop. It's like a yeah. limited edition. Oh, yeah, limited edition. I was edition. expecting like some limited some edition. Some little logo. Some around. like swag or something like, oh, this guy had tried to get in contact yeah. with Kevin to find out about his ability. Dude. Like, like sort of a deal. I almost feel like that's a Are you listening, Shamlon? Because that would have been the perfect that would have been the perfect twist. That, that would have been, been the a, Joker you know, like card a, at like the a, end of yeah, that would have been, been a Batman great reveal that this is a sequel to Unbreakable. That that oh, Mister Glass is the guy that's trying to really contact these superheroes, yeah. these these supernatural beings that are out there mm-hmm. from when he's still in captivity. I assume. Yeah, he's in a he's in a super padded cell. Well, <laughs> we'll find out, won't we? I uh, guess so. We are getting the third one eventually. We're getting another. We were promised another movie, and if we don't get yeah. it, I will be happy. I will be so happy if we if don't. We if don't, don't. You're the get worst. Why would you be happy for that? I, I need to be rewarded because this is so such a weird another blip on that mark of hey, we have all these superhero movies now, and here's another one that's a fucking abduction thriller. <laughs> abduction <laughs> like, thriller, which hasn't quite been a yeah. thing since like Taken, right? Eh, yeah, I mean, Taken, uh, there's lots of, I assume, Taken-esque movies. Yeah. You know, Ripples, that yeah, kind yeah. of, Taken yeah. comes out, everyone's got to, oh, God, oh, what yeah. do we have that's like Taken? What was that one with Blake Blake Lively, Savages? It just plays itself so straight for that first, for that for the majority of the movie as it's its own, if you aren't looking for those parallels, mm-hmm. you don't see them. Like to unbreakable, but when you do, but when you do yeah. the movie is kind of enhanced by it, and and it doesn't feel like it cheapens it that it's a sequel to Unbreakable. Visually, this was supposed to mostly take place under, like in a, in a like a underground area, like a basement, a big basement. Yeah, how did you like? How did you like how it was shot? Like the lighting, it the looked, rooms, it, it, <sighs> the set. What did, what did you feel? How did you like it? There's only so many rundown apartment hallway type situations we can see mm-hmm. um, before they all start to look samey. This this movie kind of had a music video quality <laughs> to all the sets. Yeah, where, like where a every, mix between modern wood and concrete, creed, like and, and a every, good sense of like modern fashion design. I think it's something we watched and talked about, like like a prisoners when it comes mm-hmm. to set design, mm-hmm. like. It, like I don't know. There's there was just a lot more attention to detail. Whereas I feel like with this movie, fuck it. <laughs> like let's make some shots look nice. Yeah. Let's let's put in some colors. Put let's, some lights let's here. Put some, put some gels lights there. light. You know, gels here, gels there, and uh, we got some red over here, some green over there, and we're golden. Yep. And yep. you know, and it just kind of it not as much effort on the visual style that Unbreakable had. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What, um, did, what did you think? I'm talking. What did I think? Yeah, oh, what did well, you th- I'm just picking your brain over here. You know, I liked it because I think it's very classic. That's what I would phrase Shyamalan's style as, as a classic. It's a movie that gets you full at the end of the day. Mm. But, the, I mean, as the ending went for this one with Unbreakable, I loved it. I was full. The movie had a beginning. It had... It left everything there. It's It was a complete game. You know what I mean? Mm. It, it had a beginning, a middle, and an end. It left it all there. It left like a little open ending, but what good movie doesn't have like a little bit of question at the end? With Split, if I compare it to Unbreakable, because that's our M. Night Shyamalan-a-thon first movie, yeah. 
I'm going to say that this one had a little bit worse of an ending because it blatantly left it open as any Marvel movie would do. Oh, That's yeah. trying to build a universe. It leaves we it. We can't kill the bad guy. We can't kill the bad guy because we have to milk this cow. We never know. We might be able to get James McAvoy back. But mm-hmm. it's like if they don't, then I guess it's spooky that this guy yeah. is out there and people like this are out there still. But this movie tries to encapsulate just being a timeless movie. This this doesn't date anything that's a current it's event. true. It 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 creates a stamp that says this is a psychological movie. It's about, you know, a multiple personality thing and the horrors or thrillers that can come from that, which is another idea. Uh, does this movie villainize like multiple personalities? Is this should this be taken as like in oh. this in this new culture of being PC about everything? Does is multiple personalities being touched as a movie of beware? Is uh, as a it, thriller. Okay. It, does this create like a bad stigma? They, Did, is movies, it tastefully done? Movies infringe mm-hmm. upon any sort of personality disorder or mental disorder. I mean, you go you go back to, you go think about even like how schizophrenia is presented yeah. in Gollum and fucking yeah. Lord of the Rings. You're just kind of like, that's not how it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it's... the movie version of schizophrenia. Like how this was the movie version of multiple personalities. Or I'm sure, I'm sure somebody out there is super offended and suffering from something that's not like this at all, mm-hmm. <laughs> but is multiple personality disorder. And but it's uh, not as switch flippy as this is. Not as movieified as this yeah, is. As cinematog. Uh, so it's 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 on the same level as anything. I mean, f- at least it. It didn't try to stand on a soapbox and say, like, we are including people with multiple personality disorders, like something like The Accountant did, which was like, we are a bad action movie that's praising autism. (laughs) You're like, oh, I hope these two ends meet somehow. (laughs) (laughs) I hope this is related. I hope these two things just kind of, you're making a point, but I can't quite get there yet. Uh, I liked it. I liked this movie. This movie, I thought it was. I thought yeah. it was good. As for the reason, any of these movies, because Shyamalan does not, has not until now created a universe. Yeah, I really. Feel like he's left. He's created. He's put enough. Uh, he's put enough energy into a movie to create a standalone piece, which is something. If we look at the studio bookcase of movies, yeah. There's not a lot of standalone movies. No. Movies don't stand alone anymore. And Shyamalan is still making standalone movies. What? Whether they're good yeah. or whether they're bad, they leave everything in the DVD. They leave everything inside of the 90 minutes that he, he gives to tell as, the story. As silly as the mm-hmm. explanations that mm-hmm. or, or dialogue that people have yeah. to one another or, or just actor choices like... There will be weird reaction shots that are yeah, thrown in yeah, that are yeah. just sort of like, this is borderline Tim and Eric level of, this isn't how people act. Um, but like Shyamalan, uh, with the art of film, has kind of taken a turn from other mediums of art where well, I mean, we, all, we have paintings behind us in the studio. We have paintings, and paintings weren't created to be a part one, part two, part three, part four series, right? They weren't. Paintings, I mean, there are some. <laughs> there, there are some. Yeah. But a painting should be left to be its own work of art, right? Mm-hmm. Put your all of your energy into Everything that. Everything is within that frame. That's Boom. the sound bite. Everything is within that frame. And, and, and yes, yes, I, I totally agree with you in that term and of with, like, if I look no matter at, how bad or good, 
you take something like the village. Yeah. Every, you know, it's just kind of like, there's really nothing else to tell you after the end <laughs> yeah, of the village. Exactly. There's we can we can keep on beating the same idea into your head, and it's it's all about how you present those ideas. And Shaman presents his ideas fairly well, d- despite what complaints. He yeah. meets them in a standard way. He doesn't blow your mind. Standard, but his own way. Like, yeah. which is it's it's a uniqueness that I don't want to be against. As much as much as I mm-hmm. don't like the stuff that he creates, it's not a cotton candy fucking commercial like a Guardians of the Galaxy is or something <laughs> like that. He didn't. He's not stooping to that. Even his fucking Avatar: The Last Airbender is shit, but <laughs> it's weird shit. It didn't sell any toys. I'll tell you that. Um, anything? Do you have anything left to say? I think uh, this episode of Sham- M Night Shyamalanathan. Yeah. The episode of Split. Can you come up? I mean, other than being connected to Unbreakable, could yeah. you come up with a twist for this movie? A twist. Like, a twist other than it being a sequel. Create I mean, could, my own twist? Create your own twist. Create my own twist would be um, either it would be that he, there were 10 different people. Okay. It would be that the what we've discussed, I think what we've discussed has been really a twist that Shamalan should have taken on. The, the the psychiatrist, the psychiatrist should have been behind it, or just or, the psychiatrist turns or, and is the ultimate bad guy. Or the, the twist is there is no beast, and it's a failure. It's a complete failure, and the Ooh. end result is this is all just one crazy guy. No crazier than the than the lady that comes in the co op every now and then. Yeah, it's dumb. Like grab itself back down to reality, put both feet back into reality. It would have been. The beast is not a real thing, mm-hmm. and she like shoots him. Like girl shoots him, and like sirens. You, like, have, you uh, have like a slow a, pan a, a from fly, the zoo. A fly ending where yeah. he's like, "Just kill me because yeah. I'm tired of fighting this." It's a sad ending, but I yeah. mean, it would. You, there's ways to make it work. My idea of a twist for this movie. Hit me if with you, it. If you have to also make it a sequel to Unbreakable. Yep. What you do? Because it's in Philadelphia. I play the movie straight. All the way up into the point where you know there's there's a point where you realize that Kevin is the guy that was the abductor in the house and I'm breaking. Oh up. yeah! Oh whoa! You oh you, my! You oh actually my. have the two movies meet in that way where Kevin is that guy in Unbreakable that kidnapped oh that family. My God. Like, or, you just play a slow symphony, and then you just play the lat. that you, And then all of a sudden, Bruce Willis comes. It's like, you know, it's like he changes, you know, maybe you have the orange, and the orange jumpsuit makes it kind of hard, because that's kind of like, you know, whatever. Uh, but but another idea for that twist, or just being in that kind of line of twist, it's hard to date this movie, because nobody really has self phones. So I went, yeah. what if the twist is, this is something that's happening in the year 2000? Yep. And it's sort of a deal. Like, it's not explicitly well, it's, told. It's never said it isn't, too. Yeah, it's never. And in fact, well, if it know, was somebody, not for. Somebody if it does was, go like 15 years ago, that crazy yeah, guy was. Exactly. What they name him? But you that know, was at the end, and that can kind of be the. That's if like, they wouldn't yeah. have put that goddamn thing in there, do a fan edit for that and take that part out. Where it instead it says, and. <laughs> I'll take out most of the flashbacks. <laughs> yeah, please. I'll put them all at the end. I'll just condense them all at the end (laughs) so everybody gets all the information they need at once. The sad thing that you said earlier before we started recording was that there's no right way to put that in. A flashback, Mm -hmm. there's no perfect, there's no standard 
film school way of putting a flashback in, no timing, no nothing. It's 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 hard. I mean, you, I mean, it, it's it's almost like if you just try to play it like a normal, like it just cut to another scene, but it happens, you know. Mm-hmm. Flashbacks are weird. They're hard. They're hard to throw in when it comes to the editing process. They're easier to write than they are yeah. in a finished product. I feel um, they're easier in a book than they are in a movie. Yes, yes. Uh, but Shaman likes his flashbacks. Mm-hmm. He puts a. You know what a good flashback is? Is mm. when they see something and it reminds them of something. Oh yeah. Like if she were to like see a gun and she reminds her reminds oh, yeah, her yeah. when she was about to like try to kill her uncle. You know, and or she sees there were good. There were good uses of that flat. You know, like mm-hmm. stuff like that. Oh, it paired well. It paired well, but and I think but, that's where they were going in the editing bay of like the process of ed- putting when to put the. Well, it's like, and ends. when do you reveal information of mm-hmm. her mm-hmm. her having been abused all of her life? So, yeah. so this person who just kind of seems like you're, uh, I'm an outcast from high school, is actually like, no, this is this is a person who's gone through a lot of shit, and mm-hmm. she's now going through worse shit. But um, as a character, that's like kind of like a natural evolution mm-hmm. for which is like a standard evolution of a character is oh they they underestimated me, I mean, but maybe, like look at me slowly progressing and you finding out that no you were wrong. I mean, I have time. I have the knee jerk reaction to like because yeah. this movie didn't glorify abuse, but it mm-hmm. just sort of played it tonally weird. That makes me feel oh that disgusting standard inside and in, in yeah in the world yeah like it's sh- like you it's an accepted thing that yeah. some people are abused um. Are we okay with that world? Are you okay with that? Personally, no, I'm not okay with that. But that's, I mean, I feel like the movie could have presented some different information in those flashbacks. Yeah. I can't make that up off the top of my fucking head without, oh. without, without ground up because we're just redoing <laughs> split. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like if you're going to use those and you're going to stick to that style, mm-hmm. Present some information, present something that, that, cause the flashbacks almost felt like filler by the time you get to the fourth one of them, you know, it's, it's, it's a way to show passage of time in the other movie we're mm-hmm. watching that yeah. has James McVoy acting the hell out of it. <laughs> acting his pants off. He literally like if he's got to wear four pairs of pants cause he's going to act three he's of them seriously off. Seriously acting them off. You can see it in the outtakes. The pants are coming off. Uh, yeah, no, the pants are pants are. There's just a line of pants from his trailer. It, <laughs> it is. It is though, like a cop out to expose time has elapsed, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, in a way that's supposed to be a little bit more tasteful. Like it disguises it too. Like in mm-hmm. a in a movie, I, I always wonder like some added pieces for some movies that would kind of change the style. If like Prometheus had flashbacks to it. If you know, like, say, other movies like ad- adapt or, or taking styles. taking flashbacks completely out of something, yeah, yeah, or yeah, exactly. Put like, let's let's take the flashback, let's put it at the beginning of the movie for mm-hmm. split. What kind of movie is that? You know, that's a that's a movie where we're already very sympathetic. <laughs> we're already sad. We are so sad and sympathetic. And to then a we girl. see like and this whole thing that, coming that we just were like. Yeah, we really haven't. This, we had enough. This girl has had such a hard life, and she just wants a ride home. She just wants to go home. Home might suck, but she just wants a ride. But yeah, okay. So that's split. That's split. Is our decision split on it? I know. Or do we both like it? I think. I think I like it. I mean, I was entertained by it. I would not put this in my top ten movies for sure. But, you know, I have a very big collection of movies I appreciate, and this is falling right into that catalog. I almost feel like 
Get Out opened up a small like door for me of, hey, you can get back into these kind of tonally goofy horror movies. Yeah. Or, you know, what what, what we're trying to do, modern, like, not not your gore fest movies, mm-hmm. not, not your, your not your jump scare movies, curious, but you're yeah. but you're kind of just tonally all over the map, you know, thriller horror movies. Yeah. And as that, it succeeded, like in my opinion, like I'm I glad did. you kind of you you fell into it a little bit. Yeah, I I really enjoyed this as an experience where I knew what what exactly was going on as a twist ninety percent of the time, but <laughs> but it's it was fun. Anything else fun. for you, Dad? No, nothing for me, son. Um, so that's split, I guess. We're going to keep on trucking with the M. Night Shyamalan-a-thon. I'm not going to say any names because we may change things yeah. by the time we get to it. Yeah, who's to hold us, hold our feet to the fire on what we're going to watch? That'll be the twist. We actually pick another movie. Whoa. We keep on, maybe we keep M. Night, M.A. Night Shyamalan-a-thon. M.A. Shyamalan-a-thon. What if it just goes all the way through June? <laughs> hey, it probably will. Uh, so we got somebody on the table. We got Lady in the Water. We've got Six Sense. We've got uh, the Village. Is that what it's called? I really want we've got, you to see Avatar: The Last Airbender. I just, do not just, think you're going to get me to watch that. Just to be like, hey, do you want to watch a really bad kids movie? That- <laughs> oh, I've seen a thousand of them. I have a nephew. Your nephew probably hates this movie. <laughs> he probably loves it. He, I mean, all, cards on the table. He probably loves it. This was like Power Rangers level of. Oh, I don't think kids are gonna like this. Oh, this you're is gonna boring. Have to tell me about Power Rangers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. I guess that's it for the episode. All right. Do we sign off? Do you have a sign off for us? Um. What a twist! What a twist! <laughs>